Hey, welcome to episode two. Before we get started here, just a couple things. Thanks to everyone that gave us listens on Anchor and Apple Podcasts for our first episode. Working on getting into Google Play. Having some trouble with the syndication there, but bear with us. We'll get there soon. A couple of social media ways to keep up with us. We are at Jewel Miners on Twitter and Jewel Miners Podcast. Look it up on Facebook. And we decided to do some intro music for this episode. The first episode came together so quick, we just put it out and, uh, you know, we'll build the airplane in the air. We decided to use a beat from a good friend of ours, Fab Flows, Flozales, Flozales. How you say it, Fabs? <laughs> Let us know. Anyway, you can check him out, uh, F-L-O-Z-A-L-E-S, on Bandcamp, on SoundCloud. Find him on Facebook. I'm sure he's got Twitter. Anyways, let's get it. Hey everyone, welcome to Jewel Miners. It's the second episode. I'm Jeff. I'm Sonny. Sonny. Yeah, he's still Sonny. Yep. (laughs) Uh, This is the podcast where um, Sonny and myself break down a track, an episode. And, you know, we talk about bars, uh, we talk about rhyme schemes, we're kind of nerdy that way, but mostly we talk about how we connect with different songs. And, uh... Yeah, that's the podcast. How you doing tonight, Sonny? I'm doing good. Yeah, you know, last time uh, we started recording late because my kid wouldn't go down, and now she's uh, ear infection free, so she goes down like a rock, which is uh, great for me. <laughs> you know, my son had a couple of ear infections, and then he got tubes at five months, mm-hmm. which is like crazy early, right? And yeah. since then... He's had some sniffy noses and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, like the, the general, like, hey, I go to daycare battle right. scars. <laughs> yep. But, uh, you know, that's been a world of difference for us. Yeah, we, we've decided if she gets it again, uh, we're going to push our doctor to give us a referral because she's had four already in four months. So that's way too many. I feel like, well, first off, I feel like, this is not the kind of content that uh, <laughs> our expecting. listeners want. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway because I think it's interesting. I feel like their sinuses are just too small. Yeah, right. Like how how can you cope with anything? Yeah. Where else I, I is mean, supposed to drain? I mean, I I struggle with sinus stuff, and I'm a full full grown ass man. Yeah. I can't imagine. Oh. Anyway, All segue right. out of that. Yeah, should we? Uh, hear you. Let's uh, let's jump right in. So I know. Last episode, I gave a little radio teaser, and I said it was going to be Public Enemy. Um, I definitely lied. <laughs> you gave away too much. I know. And, and that's, I know. Because yeah. then I started like listening to the mixtape, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? It doesn't feel the same as it did the first time I listened to it. Um, and it's actually not that good, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> when you listen to pick out songs for this podcast, which is uh, a sample size of one. Yeah. Do you listen to the music differently? Like, do you put pressure on yourself or does it just kind of call to you like, hey, I think that this would be a good one to talk about? Yeah. So, you know, last time I said I wanted to do a a public enemy from a new mixtape that I heard. And then I was kind of listening to it and it was almost forcing myself for there to be that same connection that was the first time I heard it. Um, But there wasn't. So I just decided, all right, you know, 
let's just scrap it and uh and pick a different track um and i was listening to buttons mixtape and slaughter mouse came on and i was like yeah you know what like i still feel the same way about this song the first time i heard it i think it came out like three years ago or whatever um and i thought there was uh there was some interesting backstory to this um and then I'm like, yeah, let's let's talk about this song. And I figured let's just keep the slaughterhouse uh, motif going. We should, we should probably change our name from Jewel Miners to something to do with slaughterhouse. We've done <laughs> slaughter <laughs> miners. There you go. <laughs> We've done two of the four members already. So <laughs> Jewel Jewel House. There you go, Jewel House. <laughs> so that's how that's how I came down to uh, came down to slaughterhouse. Um, but you want to jump right into it? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so I was listening to the track, you know, Slaughter Mouse, and it was interesting because here's, and he talks about this in the song a lot, but here's a guy in Joe Budden that doesn't really fit within Slaughterhouse um, stylistically at all, and he gets real introspective about it, and I remember when I first heard of the thing that was interesting was because he released a little snippet of the song, um, I think on Instagram, um, just to kind of be like, hey, new track coming out or whatever. And everybody just flipped their shit. Because he released like five seconds of him talking about Eminem. And everyone thought he was going after Slim. And they were like, how could you do this? This guy put you back on. You know, Slim is, you know, he's the rap god. Like, what are you doing? And then the actual song came on. It's like, oh, you're not going after Slim at all. In fact... You know, this song is almost like a love story. It's a love letter to to M and how much he admires him. So that that was interesting. Um, I'm trying to find, like, there's a line in there where he talks about, you know, he him not really even fitting in with the other guys and being left off an intro track. But his thought process was like, hey, man, that's cool. Like, if I don't fit, I don't fit. Like, what's best for the group, right? Like, it was the best for the group. We'll, we'll roll with that. Um, and I kind of connected with some of that because I know, like, when we were making music, we did a lot, you and I specifically did a lot of stuff together. But when we were doing stuff in a group setting um, with, you know, the Spence family or when we were doing stuff with, with Babel Fisher, the band, like, oftentimes me stylistically didn't necessarily fit with that. Mm. Um and I was always cool to kind of step aside for the, you know, whatever's best for that track. But I did feel like sometimes, oh, you know, like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of shoehorning myself into a song here or there just so I'm not completely left off. Um, so hearing him talk about that, I'm like, oh, well, like, you know, somebody that's kind of reached success like Budden has also feels that way, um, even though he is rapping with, with his friends, you know, he, he's with his squad and, um, but because he's so different stylistically from them, he, he often feels like, oh, I don't fit in either. But at different times, I was feeling like the odd man out. Like, should I leave? They'd be better with the odd man out. Like when I wasn't on that intro, I felt a little weird. But that was for the team. So I didn't care for real for the team. How I happened to be when bad meat, when bad Matt evil, who was happier than me. Right. That's interesting that you took it. Like, I'm thinking specifically about pumpkin seeds. You thinking about pumpkin seeds? Yeah, yeah. Like that that track specifically. Um, 
because like we redid that track with Phaser. And part of me was like, yeah, it's better, but that's kind of annoying because that was originally my song and now I'm nowhere in the remix. Mm. And that's even a different song, even. Because like, I was thinking about the one that uh, uh, um, oh, yeah. Spence jumped on yep. and kind of replaced. replaced. Yeah, I, I got replaced twice on that song. <laughs> and that, yeah, it, it, well, it was a different, it was a different song that uh, um, uh, oh, that's Phaser true. jumped on. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like it. That phase, why I can't remember the name of that song right now, but that was the one we played at night and day at parties day night, all the time. Like night and day, night yeah, and day. yeah, yeah. So like, how? Not that we'd have to go too far down that path, but I'm like personally curious. Like, um, I'll, I'll put that out there. Like, I I kind of felt messed up uh, with um with pumpkin scene specifically. I kept a reference to you in it. Yep, I didn't notice that because I felt. Like, like, if I was to replace your name on something, so like it, it wasn't instrumental to the, the to to the theme of the the track or anything like that. And you know me, I'm yeah. like I'm like a topic guy, right? Yep. So if it's not instrumental to the topic, if I'm pulling that out, I'm I'm taking away the nod to you just because you're on purpose. We're yeah. replacing you on it, and right. and and like to me, it was like Spence had this idea. Spence Spence is a singer, like, and that's a different, uh, you know, that's different than Night and Day, right? Where, right, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, another MCU you, replaces like you. Another it's a rapper. Different. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, man, that must that must have had you fucked up a little bit. Yeah. Like, what, well, what did you walk me through the process of like like the the different stages of of how you felt about so, it? So I kind of had mixed emotions. Um, one, you know, I'm all I'm I'm a team player on everything, so. I, I got, and part of it was like, uh, my schedule was so messed up and I was still kind of like trying to figure out what the hell I want to do with my life and all that. So I, I wasn't available for a lot of the house shows and stuff you guys were doing because of that reason. So part of that was like, yeah, I get it. Of course. Like it's a, it's a great, it's a great tr- instrumental. It's a good song. Like, yeah, like it's, we shouldn't sacrifice being able to perform it live because I'm unavailable. Um, but at the same time, I was also in a real vulnerable place um, artistically because I felt like I couldn't deliver the quality that I knew I was capable of, right? Like I knew that I wasn't um, delivering really good stuff, but I, even though I knew I was capable of it, so it's like part of it it stunk because it's like, damn, like I'm, you know, I'm getting coaches benching me, getting benched here. <laughs> um, cause I can't, cause I can't do right. Um, but it, it was also good in a sense. Cause then it led me down the downward spiral of the terrible solo mixtape I did afterwards. Um, but I think after that, when we started working again as Babelfish, um, you know, we did a couple of tracks here and there um, at your house when we busted in the we busted in the studio and stuff. Where I just I felt way more confident about the quality of work that I was doing, um, and I don't know if I would have gotten there if I hadn't been knocked down a couple of pegs. Like, and just felt like, okay, I need to, I got to figure out who I am as an artist, but I also need to work on my craft a lot more. Yeah, you know, uh, shoot, we're like even, we're looking at like seven, 
maybe even eight years removed from even that moment, right? Like the right. The, the moment where exactly. you where where you kind of so it's a, it's like well water under the bridge at this point, and then plus everyone's right. like separate ways career wise, and it it's all. And, yep. and and it's not music anymore, right? Like music's exactly music's for not the, none of us. Right? Music's not the primary a, focus, a, except except um, Mikey, the one guy that was barely part of the band. He's uh, he's making music for a living, so go figure. Hey, Mikey's talented, uh, so I, I don't that doesn't I know. surprise me at all. Uh, it's crazy. Well, b- back to this track. When I first so you told me to go listen to it, I had never listened to it. Like I'm not, yep. I, I'm not a button head. Um, obviously I've listened to button, yeah. uh, but I never really felt like button had standout tracks to me. So that would make sense that he would have some deep cuts that you could surface. Right. He, he's all right. And, and I actually, I actually thought of the joke too. Cause I thought you might say, Hey, like, how is this a deep track? This is, you know, kind of was one of his most infamous or famous songs. And I'm like, yeah, but is it pretty much every button track, a deep cut? Because nobody really knows. I mean, he, it's know? a good point. Um, when when he went in, where is it here? Uh, right around the time where he was like, "Head of the hood, shit stand, not an option." I bumped your shit forever. Felt mm-hmm. like we had a lot in common. When he said that, like, felt like we had a lot in common. I was like, I mean, this fucking sounds like Stan. <laughs> and then he goes yeah, in, like he, he he is his fa- like he's a fanboy, yeah, he, and and. Like no no joke. This is first listen about two hours ago when you texted me and said, "Hey, we still doing it tonight?" And I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta listen to that." And so like I put it out of the car and yeah. started listening. I was like, hey, "He making another stand?" And then he he goes in and he's talking about Eminem, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, "Oh crap!" He mm-hmm. like he is it is Stan like, and yeah. then. And then he right. even drops the line at the end to like legitimize it. He's like, "I'll cut it short before I start feeling like a stand." I was like, uh, "Like motherfucker, you you already yeah. you, you got me four bars in." Yeah. Well, I, I mean, he's got he's got these like he's got this uh, grouping here where he's like, um, "My whole life I fought trauma like you, had ups and downs with my baby mama like you, I had my fair share of transgressions like you." Had a temper once and fought aggression like you. Did drugs, pop pills, fought depression like you. I mean, th- that's basically the entire concept of Stan, right? Like this is, here's a here's a fan that sees everything that he goes through in his life in Eminem. Like he can't separate like the artist from the person at all. Yeah. <laughs> the kind of the hinge point for me in the song was, uh, um, but I'm not. Uh, or what, what was it? It was like. Uh, Oh no! So he's talking about um, slaughterhouse, right? Yeah. And it, this is part you were talking about where he's like, uh, "We can disband right now, and it's gonna always be love for a brief mm-hmm. period." I tried to rhyme like y'all. I was high, maybe trying to prove that I'm like y'all, but I'm not. I suck at all that syllable shit. Like I, I it's it's cool that like, like he's. That spoke to me because I, when yeah. I think about Slaughterhouse, I think of multi-syllable rhymes. When I think yes. of Eminem, and, and Eminem's the king of it, right? Yep. But but Royce and Crooked Eye, um, and, and Joel, Joel Ortiz. Like, I, I mean, to a certain extent, he he, he yep. can he can hang with. I mean, he's not he's not at their caliber, but at least he can hang with them. Like Button can't even Button can't hang with them on that. Joel that is vocabulary, yes, and bending stuff. Uh, I, I, honestly, like. 
I'm hit or miss on Joel. But when he said that stuff, I was like, cool. Like, it, like that that speaks to me. And then so when he yeah. went off on the rest of this, uh, that he's just like, uh, what is he talking like, like bleed, bleed through the pen mm-hmm. um, or make the pen bleed. Like, I can relate to that. Like, uh, I don't know, like it, even listening to Eminem recently. Like, there's a lot of cool... Eminem is, is God level, right? Right. But sometimes the syllable rhyme schemes and stuff like that overshadow what he's... Sometimes they overshadow songs for me. Yeah, I can see like, that. Like, like, I, like Walk on Water, for example, like th- th- that's out right now. Yep. We'll just call it... Like, there's some really cool multi-syllable stuff in there. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm kind of like, I've heard this song before from him. Right. Right? Like... like so much of it is about like I struggled, I got on pills, right. uh, I reclaimed myself, and now I'm right. top of the mountain. But I've got to constantly yeah. like look over my shoulder. Uh, and it, I think it puts him in a bad spot too, a little bit, where it kind of raises expectations to where if he's not doing that stuff, people come back like just and this is not the Eminem podcast, but just real brief, real quick. Um, at the BET Awards, he did that Donald Trump cipher. Right. Yeah. And there's a guy, you know, Vince Staples comes out, super talented, and he he prefaced it with like, "This is, you know, nothing, no shot at Eminem, and Eminem's, you know, the god MC." But um, he's like, "I thought I thought the rap was weak." He's like, "You know, more power to him. He's going after Trump and all, and subject matter great, but I expect more out of I expect I expect more out of the god MC. Like, what was that?" And it's like okay, so Eminem, even in a cipher, he's supposed like he's supposed to deliver, uh, you know, even when he's going off the top of the head, he's supposed to go with uh, multi-syllable rhyme schemes, but he's kind of created that for himself, right? Uh, and I think Slaughterhouse has done that as well, taking taking a page from his book. Yeah, for sure. Anything else stand out for you in this? Like uh, that was an interesting take. I didn't know the. I didn't think you were going to go that way with that line about uh, being lifted out of the tracks and stuff, but. Uh, that was that was a good one. Anything else like yeah. like hit you? Yeah, like just um, you know, you were talking about Stan, but like m- more than just uh, from a fan standpoint, just from a like a squad member standpoint. And I didn't know some of this until I listened to this song. Like how weirdly and, and not weirdly, right? Like because he's talked about in other songs. He he, I think he's pretty open about. Um, his depression issues and he's got, you know, like, uh, issues forming relationships and things like that. But, you know, he's got the line in here. Um, you know, I beef with ho, 50 game and woo. Got in my own way a lot. I'm sure the same as you. The whole label think I'm crazy. I've been peeped it. I'm only mad. I couldn't keep it a better secret. Like, ba- you know, basically saying I'm going after these legends to impress, like, look at me. Please notice me. Okay. How do I get M to notice me? All right. He beefed with Hove a little bit. I'm going to go after Hove. Oh, he, he had kind of a falling apart from 50. I'm going after 50. Oh, 50 and game broke up. I'm going after game. I'm going after woo. Like, you know, just this idea of, um, how can I just keep proving myself? How can I get, you know, I, I want my idol to notice me. Like, for an MC to so openly talk about that in a song is strange, right? Because it it peels away at the machismo 
that kind of um, is the infrastructure of rap, right? He 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 breaks away at that very openly, like I love you, please notice me, and I'll do all these crazy things um, to harm my own career because I'm going after some, you know, legends here. Just it kind of changed my mind about me. this track because I kind of felt like uh, upon listening to it for the last hour and a half <laughs> that it, it just felt weird, right? And maybe <laughs> it still is. Maybe it's weird yeah. to write write this love letter. It's still no, it's, but, it, it is but still I, a little weird. Yeah, yeah. but I, I appreciate your perspective weird. on it, and it's becoming my own. That because it's weird, because it's unusual, like. It, it's all one verse. Like he just clearly got got in a got in a studio or or right. was like writing in a notebook someplace and just just rattled most of this off. Like shit, I want to talk about how I feel about this and like right. getting on uh getting on the label like like being able to work with your idol. That's that's something that's um uh, that's pretty fantastic. And and you're right. Like people in hip hop don't do that. Right. Like what what uh, I'm trying to think of another track like uh um. You know, uh, J. Cole's "Let Nas Down" is yep. is kind of in a similar vein, but I even feel and like that with too. That, you know, like, people people came after J. Cole, like, "Oh, why are you going after Nas?" And he's like, "Are you listening to what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, what do you mean going after Nas? Like, you know, it's not usual to talk about a person in a rap and not right. Be going so after people him. just kind of assume right, right off, you know, like e- even a guy, unless it's a throwaway line, like people drop crew lines all the time, right? Uh, um, let's see what else. I guess one last thing before we wrap her up here, I'll say just because we do, we've, we've mentioned, you know, we, we, we like to dig into rhyme schemes as we've talked a little bit about, especially when it comes to crews like Slaughterhouse. I gotta say, um, I am a Budden fan. I like them, but, um, it is 2017. Can we please get off the AABBCC, AABBCC rhyme scheme? I mean, that gets, uh, that, like, especially when it's just one full verse with nothing, um, different to break it up. Um, that just gets real boring after a while to listen to. Um, just from like a, you know, aesthetic sense. So nothing really stood out to you on this one? Yeah, like it was from, from, yeah, from a, it was, you know, like I think if you look at the whole thing, he just goes AABB, AABB the whole time, like, there was there was nothing even like in the in the first episode we talked about the Royce track and um, it was one of the few songs where Royce doesn't kind of go human drum machine on his uh, rhyming pattern. He was at least doing stuff like I think he had some like A B C A B C rhyme schemes in there, which is really interesting because then you have to listen to it multiple times to be like, oh, every third line rhymes. Like okay, like that's. That you gotta listen for that. You you you're not just gonna catch that on the first time. First time you might think like, dude, those those last few lines didn't rhyme. Like, what are you doing there? Like, it's, it's supposed to rhyme, but you don't necessarily have to do couplet, 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 couplet. Um, and I think he's got about four lines here that all end with the word "you," and that's just a uh, come on. Please never do that again. <laughs> well, that's the part where he's talking. He's talking specifically and and punching it out like uh, to. Um... Uh, he's talking directly to M, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I'm I'm struggling to find one right now. But you know, uh, kind of a hallmark is you know, you're talking A B, so you're talking like end of rhymes, right? Uh, end of lines, right? Yeah. 
but like internal rhymes are are really what I think are the hallmark of like the multi uh, symbolic uh, uh, schemes here. So like right. like the last four, like can you do the last three syllables? Can you do the last four? Right. Can you do the last five? And that's that's really what I mean. M's doing mostly couplets, right? Yeah, a, true. A, a B or A B A B A A A A A uh, right. yeah. and stuff like that. But they're 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 five six seven syllables, which makes it. Um, makes it ridiculous. And when you rhyme right. syllables, you don't necessarily have to have pure rhyming words, right? Right. Well, um, and Eminem's kind so, of the king of that, right? He, he just makes right. words rhyme. Not even slant rhymes. He just says a word wrong a lot of times to make it rhyme. But he gets away with it because, yeah, you're right. To hold to hold Budden to that standard, I mean, he, he has the line in here that he says, I suck at that syllable shit. So, right. like, like he's just he's just speaking. Yeah. Um, and and it's not like like he doesn't get off kilter. Um, it's not like undesirable to listen to. But it's got a dope voice. So like when yeah. he just no, he does when he just goes and 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 he kind of flows over over the beat. I mean, like Joel Ortiz needs to be locked tight because his voice is hell of annoying. At least yep, from my I've, perspective. No, I right? I agree one hundred percent. I gotta get so. myself in a place to listen to. Joel, like I gotta tell myself, you know what? This this is an artist that has uh, that puts in work, and the least I can do is kind of respect that and and listen to listen to what he's putting out there. But yeah, like it's it's for me, Joel is never a situation where I'm like, let's go listen to some Joel. You know, like, I'm I'm gonna YouTube Joel and just go down a rabbit hole. Like that that doesn't happen. All right, man. All right. <laughs> I think uh, hey, I'm not I think gonna tease out. I was gonna say I'm not gonna tease out the next song. Uh, it yeah. will be it will be hip hop, and we will talk about it. Because we f- we failed when we tried doing that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good teaser. Hey, hey, don't you know? <laughs> next I don't. Time. I, 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 I want to be a team player. I'm all about the team. <laughs> but don't don't use that we when we talk about teasing something out. Yeah, you, you're, you're right. You. You're right. That, that, that was all me. <laughs> Swing and a miss. <laughs> all right, man. I'll catch uh, you later. Alright, later. That was good.